We are continuing on in this series, Who is Jesus? And throughout this season of Lent, uh, we've been looking at different aspects of our Lord's life so as to better understand him and what he has done as our Savior. Throughout this season of Lent so far, we've looked at his, his controversial identity. We've looked at his extraordinary accessibility. We talked about his transformational teaching, and last Sunday we looked at his undeniable power. Today, we're going to look at Jesus and his shepherding care. And for all of you sitting here, all of you watching online right now, I think it's safe to say that when it comes to Jesus as a shepherd, many of you are familiar with the fact that the Bible has a variety of passages that point to Jesus with that identity, right? There are uh, very uh, familiar passages uh, like the one that George just read a moment ago from John 10, where Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. Um, But there's also uh, other passages as well, one in particular that describes or identifies the Lord's ability to shepherd and care for his people. And and arguably, it is the most famous chapter in the entire Bible. It is the 23rd Psalm. And what I'd like to do, as I was pointed out earlier, is just work through that psalm with you and share with you some basic truths about Jesus and his shepherding care. But to get us started, I'd like you to read through this entire psalm with me. Okay, let's read this together. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So very familiar words, right? Very powerful words. And it's from those words that I would like to share with you a couple of truths about Jesus and his shepherding care. Truth number one, as your shepherd, Jesus provides, okay? He meets your needs and provides for you like nobody else ever. And maybe that's why when David reads or or writes this psalm, he starts off by identifying the Lord not as, uh, you know, my king. He doesn't say the Lord is my uh, fortress or the Lord is my deliverer or my rock like he does in other psalms. He starts off by saying the Lord is my shepherd. And maybe he does that because he truly believes that because the Lord is his shepherd, he will provide for all that he needs. Not all that he wants, of course, but all that he needs. And the Apostle Paul, uh, he has that same confident faith. In 1 Corinthians 3, Paul says that when it comes to you as a believer, he says, all things are yours, right? Everything. So you, by the Spirit's power, when you trust that the Lord is your shepherd, then like David, then like the Apostle Paul, yes, Jesus as your shepherd will meet all your major needs. And one major need that Jesus meets as your shepherd is this, okay? Because of Jesus, you have forgiveness. Yeah, that's a major need. 
even though you continue to stumble and struggle with sin, just like me, you don't have to walk around with the, the, the burden of guilt and, and regret weighing you down, right? Pushing you down. You know that you can always confess those mistakes and those failures. You can bring them to Jesus in humble repentance. And because of his sacrificial death on the cross, that burden is lifted. Galatians 3 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So, you know, when you believe that what Jesus did on the cross back then applies to your sin, black and heart today, the curse is removed. It's gone. The sin is erased. And all because... Jesus was willing to die for you, right? This is what George read from John 10. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Because Jesus laid down his life for you, that major need for you to be forgiven has been met, okay? Everything you've ever done wrong, everything you ever will do wrong, it's all covered. And that's one major need that Jesus provides for you. You have his forgiveness, Second major need is that you have the Holy Spirit. Well, what does that mean? It means that Holy Spirit is now, as a baptized believer in Christ, he is your constant companion, okay? You don't go anywhere without him, all right? He is everywhere you go, and because he's with you everywhere you go, he's at work in you, leading you and guiding you, of course, challenging you, growing your faith. 1 Corinthians 6 says, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. So that's a second major need. A third major need is that you have God's word, right? As your shepherd, Jesus gives you this thing called the Bible. And really it's a blueprint on how to live, right? So you don't have to aimlessly walk through life wondering, okay, should I do this or should I do that? Is this the right thing to do or is this the right? You don't have to worry about that. Fourth, you have Christ church. And Jamie mentioned that a moment ago. What a joy it is for us to be able to gather in this place to praise God, to hear the truths of God's word proclaimed, to experience in tangible ways God's grace through baptism, the Lord's Supper, to gather together in fellowship and, and in a love-filled community with one another. Those are major needs that Jesus, your shepherd, provides. This last one, of course, is the best one of all. Right? Jesus, you have the promise of eternal life because of Jesus. You are adopted into God's family through faith, and as such, you have a relationship with Jesus that you enjoy, of course, right here, right now. But it's a relationship that never stops. You have the gift of eternal life. Jesus says in John 6, it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. So because of his shepherding care, Jesus meets and provides for all of your major needs. But you know what? He doesn't stop there. It gets better. He provides for all kinds of other blessings as well. Right? Well, one of the things that he provides for is, uh, is found or identified in Psalm 23, verse 1. Look at it and see if you can catch this. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. In those opening verses, we see something that Jesus, as our shepherd, provides for us. And it's this. He provides a spirit of contentment. What an amazing blessing. I mean, honestly, if you can live your life where you are content with what you already have, that's an incredible blessing. 
David continues in verse two. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. David paints this image of the sheep lying down by grass with more than enough grass to graze on, with plenty of water to drink, right? They have all that they need and more. And when we are able to just kind of slow down our lives, if you're able to just slow down and think about all, all that you have, and the abundance of all that you have. It is easy to realize, yeah, I, I really have a lot for which to be thankful, and I can be content with everything that God has given me. When you consider what your shepherd provides for you, that he provides you with a warm, comfortable place to sleep and live, more than enough food to eat at every meal, and, you know, of course, family and friends to care for you, a source of income. When you just stop, when you stop and consider the abundance of everything, you know, your heart just, it just wells up with gratitude to Jesus as your shepherd who provides. Something else that Jesus provides is that he provides healing for your soul. This is huge. All right. And all of us need this from time to time because all of us have souls that get dried up or feel empty or they're just wrecked. Right? And maybe it's because your marriage right now is a mess, or maybe it's over. Maybe it's because you just got written up at work, or you just got furloughed from your work. Maybe it's because a loved one has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Now, maybe it's because somebody hurt you, or they let you down. I don't know. Whatever it is, understand that as your shepherd, Jesus provides. He heals your soul in those moments. He can replenish your soul. He can can refill it tenderly with his peace and his love and his comfort and his strength. And and I love how David words it so simply in verse 3. He says, he restores my soul. He restores it. Isn't that cool? Another area, another blessing that Jesus provides is that Jesus provides guidance. And this too is absolutely critical in our sin-polluted world, right? With all kinds of misleading information and with all kinds of distortions of the truth, with the harsh realities of life. It's hard. When, when you are dealing with difficult decisions and challenging circumstances, it's easy to feel lost and confused and thinking, what do I do? Where do I turn? But David, in the 23rd Psalm, points us to our shepherd. Look what he says. This is the second half of verse 3. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So when you've lost your bearings, when your life, the compass of your life is just spinning out of control, Jesus, as your shepherd, he can help reset the course of your life. He can help direct you in a new and better path filled with his blessing. That's amazing. And of course, Jesus, he will guide you in a number of ways. We talked about this two weeks ago when we talked about Jesus and his transformational teaching. Sometimes Jesus guides you through his word, the Bible. Sometimes he guides you through the advice and encouragement of other Christians. Sometimes he guides you directly by his Holy Spirit. The point is that guidance will come because your shepherd loves you. So again, for all of you sitting here, for those of you watching me online right now, whether it is a sense of contentment or whether it's his comfort or whether it's his guidance, the first truth that you need to know about Jesus as your shepherd is that he provides, okay? We could end the sermon right there and praise God, but there's more. As your shepherd, truth number two, Jesus protects. And and, and Laura talked about this with her little stuffed sheep that you don't eat, but that you take care of. And... uh, 
A shepherd is supposed to watch over and care for those sheep, right? To protect them from the wild animals and other dangers. Jesus, as your shepherd, he promises to constantly be looking for ways to protect you from the enemies that are out there. And of course, as you can imagine, there are many enemies that are very dangerous, right? That can impact you and your relationship with him. And, and, And for example... One area of protection that Jesus offers is he protects you from fear. But you didn't think about that as an enemy, but oh, Nelly, that is a dangerous enemy. And by that, I'm not talking about healthy fear, you know, like fear of reckless drunk drivers or fear of hot stoves. I'm talking about the devastating, destructive kind of fear that can paralyze you and leave you completely, you know, uh, worried and anxious and, and thinking, oh, you know, what if I lose my job? What if my marriage does end? What if, what if I lose my health? What if my parents die? On and on you could go with the what ifs. And those are destructive and dangerous fears. Thankfully, though, again, David addresses that fear in the 23rd Psalm, this time in verse 4. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what? I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. So, okay, yes, Jesus does not promise to ever insulate you from tragedy and pain and loss and heartbreak, but he will protect you from those destructive consequences of the fear that can arise in those moments. How does he do that? Well, that's tied secondly to this second area of protection that Jesus offers as your shepherd. Jesus protects you from loneliness. And here's what I mean by that. Yes, someday there will be a time when you will walk through the valley that David talks about in the 23rd Psalm. And even though there will someday be that moment when you are the one standing by the graveside, or you are the one that is dealing with your own health issues, or when you are the one that is wrestling with some massive problem, even though there will be that moment or several moments when you walk through those valleys like that, the good news is that A, you don't have to be afraid because B, you won't ever be alone. Jesus protects you from that loneliness because he promises to be right there in it with you. He is with you always. Remember what Jesus says in Matthew 28? I am with you always until the end of time. So yes, Jesus can protect you from the enemies of fear and the enemy of loneliness. Why? Because there simply won't be a time when Jesus won't be with you. Third area of protection that Jesus as your shepherd offers you is he protects you um, from doubt. As you are in those times of those valleys, those chasms of life, uh, I, I guarantee there will be times when your faith will be challenged. It will, where you will um, wonder or doubt and think, will Jesus be there for me? Will he come through this time? And of course he will. Of course he will. We talked about that already. But it's so helpful to know that you have passages like 2 Timothy 2, which remind you, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. What does that mean? It means that by nature, Jesus, because he is God, is completely and always will be trustworthy. Right? doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how vicious or relentless it may be. Jesus will be faithful in helping you get through whatever problem, trouble, difficulty you might be facing. 
In fact, in Isaiah chapter 41, the Lord reinforces that truth. Look at what it says here. Do not fear for, what does it say? I am with you. Yeah. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. As your shepherd, Jesus doesn't just provide, he protects. Right? He protects you from the enemies of fear and loneliness and doubt, but still not all. Third, as your shepherd, Jesus predicts. I don't know about you, but I enjoy watching NCAA basketball, especially with March Madness. How many of you are watching any of the basketball games there? Awesome, yeah. And then, of course, the men and the women's tournaments are going on. How many of you uh, have made, fill out the brackets? Any of you fill out brackets? Okay. So if if you don't know, there are brackets where, you know, there are so many teams that start off, and then you you make predictions as to who you think is going to eventually win it all, right? So, you know, sometimes those predictions can be kind of accurate. Most of the time, they are completely wrong. How many of your brackets are completely blown up? Yes, that's right. They are messed up after last week's games. Although I am rooting for St. Peter's. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I hope, I hope. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, go Peacocks, right? Okay. As your shepherd, Jesus makes predictions too. But here's the thing. When Jesus makes a prediction, you can count on it, right? You can trust in it. It is going to come true because it is always 100% accurate. And what's really cool is that in the, at the end of the 23rd Psalm, God offers you two predictions. Let me reread these words for you. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Did you catch the two predictions? Yeah, by, by faith in Jesus, because of who you are by God's grace, there are two predictions in that last verse that you can count on, that you can trust, right? Because Jesus is your shepherd. First prediction is, about, is, is the prediction about the inner quality of your life. And that was the first half of verse 6 that I just read a moment ago. Let me reread it again. So surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Now, notice the word follow. That's the emphasis. That's the word I want you to focus on. In the Hebrew, the root of that word means to pursue, to chase after. So literally, Jesus, as your shepherd, yeah, he's following, but naturally, he's chasing after you with his loving kindness and his tender mercy. What a picture, right? He is relentlessly chasing you and pursuing you so that you can enjoy these blessings, Wow. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you're going to have a life that is never going to be, you know, have, you're never going to have pain or problems or troubles. It's not what he's saying. What it does mean is that in the midst of those, you can still experience and feel and, and enjoy this, this wonderful inner quality of life that is yours because as your shepherd, Jesus pursues you with love and goodness. Wow. So that's the first prediction. Jesus is is chasing after you with his incredible grace and goodness and mercy and love. Second prediction. Second prediction is about your eternity. And this is the second half of that final verse. And let me just reread for you what David says in absolute confidence. He says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. When Jesus is your shepherd, right? When he is your personal savior through faith, that prediction is going to come true for you. You can know for a fact that someday you're going to see Jesus face to face and you will be with him forever in heaven. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Jesus says in John 10, 
My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. (laughs) Think about that for a second. You are going to be in heaven. Think about what you'll see. I'll tell you what you won't see. You won't see sin. You won't see any crying. You won't see any pain. You'll only see beauty and love and fellowship with countless other brothers and sisters in Christ who are experiencing the very presence of God himself. Wow. Best of all, again, when you trust that the Lord is your shepherd, right? when you trust and believe that he laid down his life for you, when you trust and believe that he rose three days later from the grave for you, you can also trust that this prediction applies to you as well. Between now and then, of course, during the rest of your life here on this earth, the first prediction is in full swing, right? He is pursuing you. He's chasing after you with those blessings of his loving kindness and his tender mercy. And why does he do that? Because that's who he is. That's what this whole series is about. Who is Jesus? That's who he is. He is your loving, caring shepherd. Wow. So let me just, let me challenge you in a couple of ways this week, all right? First of all, let me challenge you to connect with God by praying through the words of the 23rd Psalm. The Psalm is short. It's only six verses, okay? But don't read just the words because you'll tend to just breeze right through them. So pray over each verse or each section so as to remind you, you have a shepherd who provides, who protects, and who predicts. Second, commit to memory Jesus' promise, I am with you. And here's why. Next time you walk through that valley or chasm of life, it'll let, if you let that sink into your heart and your mind, it'll remind you, you know, of this amazing truth that, no, you aren't alone, okay? And you don't have to be afraid, and you don't have to doubt, but you can trust that Jesus will be there with you every step of the way. And then the third is look for opportunities to share the three truths about your shepherd. There are going to be people who you will meet this week. You, you may run into them just you know, randomly. It might be your 365 and one. Remember this person? Oh, yes. You better be pray- I'm hoping you're still praying for this person. I saw my 365 one Chad just Friday. Still working on him. Whoever it is, let them know about Jesus as their shepherd. Why? Because they need to know that he provides, that he protects, and that he also provides these amazing, wonderful predictions for them just like he does for each and every one of you. So look for those open doors of opportunity and share with them the good news of Jesus as their shepherd. All right, would you pray with me, please? Lord Jesus, thank you for revealing yourself to us today as our loving, caring shepherd, for letting us know who you are. Allow us to live each day this week in that confidence, the confidence of who you are and what you've done for us. And as opportunities arise, give us the courage to share that truth with those in our circle of influence. Thank you for this series, Jesus. Continue to bless it and bless us through it. We love you. We pray this in your great and mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.